Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. News team, assemble! Hello and welcome to the weekly news wrestling roundup from the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. My name is Troy and as always, I'm joined by Jay. Bless you, you're very tired, aren't you, darling? I've I've had like literally about eight hours sleep this weekend. Jesus. Jesus! Jesus! That's literally like... <laughs> I, I, I nearly had to ask Aaron if he had a number for some crucial. Uh, <laughs> Been li- living, living on Pro Plus, coffee, Lucas Aid. <laughs> the UWP does not advocate the use of drugs. <laughs> even nearly, in, fucking did, even, nearly fucking did today, mate. <laughs> <laughs> even in times of absolute desperation. <laughs> Let's kick off the news because, because oh boy, there's a big fucking story that's come out. We're going to kick off with well, some AEW and Ring of Honor news because Big Tony Elite slapped his dick on the table and he's just announced he's brought ring of fucking honor i watched this live and it it really did remind me when wwe bought wcw yeah like i the whole thing just like gave me fucking chills i was like oh this is like we were joking last week weren't we we did say oh he's probably bought ring of honor yeah like joking around dicking about not thinking Tony's got his fucking dick out on the table and done it. <laughs> um, and I mean, he, he was, we were saying about the, the announcement and how he'd said it was a game changing announcement. It was a, it, it's going to rock the wrestling world. I never thought it was going to be this. Fuck me. This is, nah, this thing is just absolutely massive when you consider just how prestigious Ring of Honor is given the talent that's spread across not just WWE and AEW, but around the world today, the the homegrown talent that gave birth to, um, just everything about it, it's absolutely massive. Um, We've got quite a bit of info on this to get through, so I'll just jump straight into it. So last week's episode of Dynamite uh, was when he announced it. Is that correct? Was Dynamite, not Rampage? He literally opened Dynamite um, with the announcements. Yeah, uh, I believe it's the first time in AEW where he's actually appeared on screen properly. Like he, he's he's appeared on Dark one time, right? Um, and he cut like a fucking shocking promo. Um, <laughs> but other than that, like, and it, obviously he's he's appeared like in, in Impact when they were doing the whole like, those little segments, thing. weren't they? Yeah, yeah, where he was doing like this sort of like almost like a heel kind of like mm. owner. Like this, um, this commercial or this advert is is paid for by AEW or something like that, wasn't yeah. it? It was just it was just Tony shitting on Impact. <laughs> Tony and Tony just shitting on Impact, but it was dead dead funny. <laughs> um, but this is the first time he's actually in on AEW TV, being in the ring doing anything. Um, yeah, yeah. That well, uh, sorry, no. Other than other than like uh, the Brody Memorial Show and yeah. yeah. That thing on Dark Half I mentioned. This mm. is the first, like, kind of when when they usually say Tony's got a big announcement, he doesn't actually make the announcement. It's like a video package. You'll probably be like, this yeah. is what happened. Yeah, yeah. Um. So when he was in the ring, I was like, okay, this is 
this is gonna this has to be huge. Yeah. For him like, to be there live TV in person in ring. Yeah. Yeah. There's no there's no like kind of room for them to fuck that up. Like they he had for it to be that big, he had to have delivered it himself. Of course. And yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, like I, I'm still it still doesn't feel real. <laughs> well, to go into that a bit more, um, as I say, on March the 2nd, uh, he announced that he has agreed to acquire Ring of Honor. That includes video library, brand assets, intellectual property from the independent wrestling promotion. Um, one of the most prestigious, as I said, promotions in the world um, and purchased under new partnership with Tony Khan. Um he announced that live on TBS and acquired all of those assets from Sinclair Broadcast Group, including the promotions, as I said, extensive video library, which dates back to 2002. Um, it's known widely as the independent promotion that births some of wrestling's biggest stars of today. Uh, that includes AWCM Punk, Brian Danielson, and highlighted dozens of members of the A roster. Um, AEW roster Ring of Honor's purchase signifies a new chapter in the future of professional wrestling as AEW's meteoric rise continues to draw the youngest skewing wrestling audience on television uh, quote Ring of Honor's influence on modern professional wrestling is etched permanently in the history books and this acquisition ensures that its legacy will be kept alive and treated with the utmost respect that's from Tony Khan um, he said, this deal adds thousands of hours of content to our rapidly growing library and creates new opportunities to expand our footprint on a national and global scale, whilst having the potential to produce new content under the Ring of Honor banner. I will immediately begin exploring opportunities to make Ring of Honor's video library available to fans who will have the opportunity to witness the beginnings of the careers of some of AEW's biggest stars. More than 40 members of the AEW roster have appeared in Ring of Honor during their careers, and the pro promotion launched the careers of numerous stars, including, as I said, CM Punk, Brian Danielson, but also Hangman Adam Page, Dr. Britt Baker, Adam Cole. Additional members of the AEW Ross have made their mark in Ring of Honor, including the late Brody Lee, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, uh, Red Dragon, consisting of Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, Best Friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta, uh, Jay Lethal, Christopher Daniels, Matt Seidel, Mercedes Martinez, Serena Deeb, Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Sky, Keith Lee, Eddie Kingston, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, QT Marshall, Dan Housen, Lance Archer, Griff Garrison, Thunder Rosa, Wheeler Utah, Luchasaurus, Orange Cassidy, Ethan Page, Austin Gunn, Pac, Kip Sabian, John Moxley, John Silver, Alex Reynolds, Jerry Lynn, BJ Whitmer, and Sanjay Dutt, just to name a few. Uh, continuing on from that, Ring of Honor, uh, quote, uh, Ring of Honor has produced some of the best professional wrestlers over the past 20 years, but more importantly, it created a family. I will be forever grateful to everyone in the Ring of Honor family who has worked tirelessly for the past two decades to take Ring of Honor to levels previously unimagined. That was uh, Joe Coff, who's the chief operating officer of Ring of Honor Wrestling. He said, Tony has the utmost respect uh, and appreciation for Ring of Honor, and I'm truly excited to see how the legacy, how he continues the legacy. The acquisition will be completed through uh, an entity that is wholly owned by Tony Khan. Further details about the extent of its acquisition will be announced in the coming weeks. Yeah, a lot to digest there. Um, yeah. So a, a few things that I didn't actually get around to putting in the news document, but um, the, the, a few things came out in Tony's press conference after Revolution. Uh, at time recording, obviously, Revolution was 12 hours ago. Um, that it finished. Hence your tiredness. Hence my tiredness. Um, 
But um, one one thing that came out um, was that Tony said he's going to be booking Ring of Honor himself. Okay. Um, which it's I think it's cool because it it means that like obviously it's going to be kind of still trying to play to the AW audience. Yeah. But still cater to the Ring of Honor audience, mm-hmm. so that's and that's cool. Um, another thing that did also come out was um that in 2018 WWE tried to purchase Ring of Honor more on that later I've dropped it in have we have I uh, fair enough <laughs> um and yeah that that was a oh, that was an interesting one um <laughs> yeah I'm just trying to find what Sean Sean Rossap like tweeted a lot of the old um press conference about it but uh yeah obviously the big one is that tony's going to be booking it um and there's also going to be like a lot of um kind of crossover between but like both ways like not just but um yeah not not just not just ring uh aw guys going to ring of honor they're obviously gonna use that as a way to kind of groom some of the younger talent to like be ready for TV, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it, it's 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 very 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 interesting time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, massive. Um, he, he has said that he he did also say that he doesn't have anything to report on um as, as in regards like distribution distribution yet. Mm. However, one of the things that he has acquired as part of that deal was on a club which is Ring of Honor's kind of like streaming service that they use through oh, okay. fight. Right. Um which is essentially the tape library. So I assume that he's probably um going to be like trying to use that platform a bit more. That'd be the uh, I, the foundations I imagine. Yeah. I was gonna say it's probably gonna end up in AW launching their own streaming service by the end of the year, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, do you want to do you want to continue on with this Ring yeah, of Honor so article? Fightful kind of like gave a bit of a behind the scenes look at kind of what's happened over the last few weeks, uh, saying that uh, Fightful can confirm that mul- multiple overtures were made towards Ring of Honor since 2020 about potential purchase. One source indicated to us that they were told recently that another offer came, and Joe Coff and Sinclair wanted to go that direction. This, by the way, was the released the day before the announcement. Right. Just so people understand why it's like they want to go that direction. Right, right. Uh, Chatter within uh, wrestling really picked up on Tuesday night when higher-ups in another wrestling company heard ROH was being sold. Many within WWE had been under the impression that Tony Khan had bought a Japanese tape library that wasn't New Japan, which didn't end up happening. Talent that is booked at April's Supercard of Honor show was not a was not and have not been briefed as of yet and learned about it by watching Dynamite with the rest of the world. There were very few people remaining under contract, but they retained PR representative and um, had planned had planned dates through the end of the year to tape television. Um, they've not been able to, they've not been told whether or not those will continue or if Sinclair syndication as part of the deal or, or not. Um, and then just to quickly add to this, uh, before the announcement, the card for Supercard of Honor was not done. And those on the ROH side told 
told Fightful that they weren't confident that AEW talent would even be able to appear on the show. Obviously, that won't be an issue now. Another wrinkle is that Impact Deanna Perrazzo is a Ring of Honor's champion, women's champion at the moment and um, has been scheduled for the show since winning the title. Jonathan Gresham and Flip Gordon were both backstage at AEW events recently with Gresham uh, raising suspicion because it was in Bridgeport, Connecticut. To pull a curtain back, uh, when we interviewed Jonathan Gresham two weeks ago, um, he was on his way to those AEW tapings in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and he was very cagey about the flights um, and where he was going. Mm. Uh, he uh, just to add to that, he had his own show terminus booked the next night in Atlanta and didn't appear on Dynamite. His deal with ROH expired the week after final battle in December. A very close circle knew of the, this news happening before the announcement, but where they were going to make its way, the Khan will be purchasing ROH on Tuesday night. So, again, even more to break down there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just there. But it... it the, the thing is, which is really exciting about this, is there's so many dream matches that they can just just, just grab, now go, here you go. Danielson against Gresham, please. Oh, it's, that's now. Got, I, I've got a theory after last night because of the ending of Hangman and Adam Cole. Yeah. That Hangman obviously showing the code of honour to Adam Cole, which they mm-hmm. were like, oh, oh, Ring of Honour alumni, that's why. I think, and obviously at Supercard of Honor, the main event is Bandido and Gresham unifying the titles. Yeah. I think Hangman's going to challenge the winner. Ooh. And that's either going to be on like either double or nothing. Just one of the right random AEW shows, maybe Battle of the Belts. They've got that coming up the 16th of April. Yeah. Um, and they don't need to put the belt on the line there. They can literally just do it as like a champion versus champion. champion, champion, versus champion. champion yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and let's face it, Hangman vs. Gresham or Hangman vs. Bandido will be fun. Yes, it <laughs> will. Yes, it will. But I, I think that's what they're going to do. And then it's kind of like, it, it's a good way to put new eyes on Ring of Honor talent that they obviously clearly want to build the company around. Mm-hmm. And it's a good way to, like, Brit, as I say, anyone who watched Ring of Honor who didn't watch AW. Yeah, bring them over as well. Yeah. Um, is there a trios title in Ring of Honor or not? There is. Is that one way of them bringing a trios title eventually into AEW? Well, Tony's been taught for a while, isn't there? Tony said he wants to wait till Kenny comes back because okay. it was Kenny's idea. Okay, fair enough. So I think that was part of why he's not done it yet. Right. right. I mean, you look at it, you've got like. Death Triangle, Kings of the well, not Kings of Black Throne, House of Black, mm-hmm. um, 2.0 in this one, Daniel Garcia. <laughs> best friends. Uh, best friends, the elite. In a, in a circle, to a degree. The pinnacle, well, to a, a degree. Like... In a circle of sorts of split, I don't know. Sort um, of, yeah. But Santana and Ortiz and Eddie Kingston, something that's been teased, yeah. floated around a lot recently. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that would be, they'd be great first champions. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, but it, it it's it's funny, isn't it? How this has kind of worked out because we were talking last week about obviously AW have got a bit of a loaded roster at the moment, and 
they shouldn't really not that they shouldn't be signing new people because obviously this contract's expiring and all that. Yeah. But they should be like maybe trying to make more room for the talent they've already got That's as it. opposed to just bringing people just in and having them bring it up. Yeah. But now it seems to it seems to be like there was obviously a reason behind Tony mm. doing that. And it's because he wants a ready-made ring of honor roster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he's assembled quite the roster. <laughs> Fucking right, he has. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very exciting, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, we'll continue on a little bit more chat uh, about this AEW Ring of Honor acquisition. So, in regards to the overtures being made uh, beyond those rumors, uh, we've heard that in the past two years, even before the hiatus, that there were inquiries at the cost of what it would take to acquire the company. A rumor within res- <clears throat> within the wrestling world, excuse me claimed that the price point was significant in 2020. In asking within Rinavara, we weren't given an official comment, but were told that there were way more bidders than expected and the multiple wrestling companies and a few media companies had been involved in discussions at some point. While these numbers are far from confirmed, Fightful heard chatter of three price points that had been rumoured over the past two years. One source high up in, the, in another company heard directly from a person who had claimed to be in talks regarding buying Ring of Honor in early 2020 that $40 million million was a discussed price point with a person close to the company claiming they'd heard the price was half that. However, a person within Ring of Honor had indicated to Fightful that an independently wealthy fan that wasn't in the wrestling business made an effort to purchase it more recently than that and was quoted for $30 million for 50% of the company. Again, these numbers or even discussions have not been confirmed by Ring of Honor. Has anything come out since on how much Mr. Um, actually got it for? Not that it matters too much, but just it, with all of that talk. It, it seems to have been mooted that it was 30 to $40 million he paid for. Right, right. Which, I mean, the, the tape library alone is probably worth that when you think of the fact that... Oh, for sure. Not... It's not just like their their talents. That's the thing. They've got the crossover thing of like X, well, not X, X Ring of All t- on a talent now being in WWE. Yeah. Like you, the likes of Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Um, Isn't AJ in Ring of Honor for a AJ, bit? Yeah. Ricochet. Yeah. Um, Cesaro was obviously no longer there, but he's he there for a while. Viking Raiders. Um, yeah. Ring of Honor? War Machine yeah. were there. Yeah. Um, Nakamura was there, mm-hmm. so they, they've, they've anyone really... who's anyone was there. Yeah, they they really kind of got like oh Sami Zayn as well, obviously. Yeah. Um, they've really kind of got like an ace in the hole with this one, where it's like, well, they they're gonna they've got the potential to get eyes on it on their product from like all different like stuff. Yeah, um, but... just cool, very cool. Um. Word had made it around, uh, made its way around uh, through several wrestlers who'd been in Ring of Honor or had been connected to the company that a possible uh, sale was still on the table. Uh, that was just off the back of, uh, of the last little bit. Uh, Ring of Honor has been on a hiatus in the last several months, uh, and many wondered if the company would ever actually return as they claimed. Fightful has learned more about their upcoming plans. Ring of Honor is set to return on April the 1st for uh, Supercard of Honor, which we mentioned, and we're told that there are planned dates well past April in addition to that. Ring of Honor will have some familiar faces involved and still has operated as a company and employed some of the same people throughout the hiatus to help promote the company's content along the way. 
In addition, we've heard Ring of Honor reaching out to a few new faces to put on their show as far back as January, with some of those being revealed tonight. Uh, those that we've heard about who will be working on a freelance basis, which is what we've been told to expect for the majority of people involved in the brand moving forward. However, there are tentative dates set well past April, as we mentioned, uh, and all the way up into the end of the year that involve television tapings. There have been several wrestlers from outside companies booked for Supercard of Honor uh, who gets, who had to get approval before being booked. Uh, moving on, still staying with that Ring of Honor news, uh, Cassidy Haynes of Bodyslam.net reported that Ring of Honor is likely to serve as a developmental brand for AEW, stating, when asking around about the sale of Ring of Honor and plans for the company going forward, sources confirmed to me that the internal plans call for AEW to utilize Ring of Honor as a developmental territory of sorts. Additionally, it was said that the, quote, main roster AEW talent will be dipping into the Ring of Honor brand on occasion. That's quite cool, if that's the the idea behind it I, we i can't remember when it was we spoke about this was it on when was it on i'm sure it we were speaking about it about having gone not on a podcast it was just gen it, it was, was just, just general chat it yeah. was just between the two of us uh, it was when we were streaming ah yes yes it was it was because we, we would stream the day after didn't we um yeah. and yeah like the the generally that seems like uh, like I know, um, Supercard of Honor they've already announced Swerve on it, and obviously yeah. at Revolution Swerve signed his contract with yeah. AEW, um, which is exciting in itself. Oh yeah, it is. See, and I'm kind of just kind of going. You're not, you're not, you don't know when I'm going to pop up. That adds a little nice wrinkle to it. Yeah, yeah. The idea of them using it as a sort of developmental territory, sort of thing. I quite like the idea of and this going back to what we discussed when we were streaming the other day, um, them always treating it like NXT was when it was, you know, the NXT mm. that a lot of people know and loved um, and doing kind of like their own pay-per-view every four months and having yeah. that as a special thing and whether it's just showcasing Strictly Ring of Honor talent or if it's a kind of crossover thing. But doing that, mm. I think, could be a really cool way to use it. Yeah, what's really interesting about this is uh, Ring of Honor as far as I'm aware, like nothing's come out about it, but Ring of Honor still has a TV deal with Sinclair Broadcasting, who did previously own them. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how long it's running for, but they like they they were they were obviously planning on moving ahead. Um Meltzer alluded that this deal kind of came about over like about a two-week window. Where like he said about a month ago, he said to Tony Khan, if you have you thought about buying Ring of Honor? And Tony was like, I didn't know it was for sale. <laughs> and then he said two weeks later, they asked him, um, I, I think he said that was like the start of February. And he said then two weeks later, I asked him again, do you have any, any thoughts about Ring of Honor? And he wouldn't he wouldn't comment on it. Right. Which obviously indicates Wheels that... Wheels were already in motion. Yeah. Um, it's just like as I say, the whole thing. It's it's so cool to see because everyone obviously is really gutted about what's happened with NXT, where Triple H tried to turn it into basically Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah. To the point where he was like getting loads of talent from Ring of Honor. You just got to look at, as I say, the WWE roster now. Yeah. So many guys and girls come through Ring of Honor. Mm. There. Um. And it's cool now that Ring of Honor, which was almost 
being looked at as like a dying brand or a dead brand mm. has now kind of had this life breathe into it, but also like the, there's so many unknowns. Like I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be definitely buying Supercard of Honor. Absolutely. I I was excited. I was con- contemplating it anyway because what had been announced was good, but now like there's the added wrinkle of oh yeah, well it's probably gonna be AW talent on it. And uh, Tony's going to be as hands-on with that as he is with AEW. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a very, very, very exciting time to be a wrestling fan. We opinion. might start might start reviewing Ring of Honor weekly TV. I'm, I'm going to be definitely for the start of it. I'm going to be trying to keep up with it. Yeah, same, same. I mean, it's going to be fucking better than Raw, isn't it? Let's be honest. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be any fucking worse than Raw. <laughs> But yeah, um, moving on. Um, one rumor, one rumor that has been floated around is that Cody. Um, well, where's Cody going? I don't know. Do you no know? one knows. Oh, fuck knows. Well, Cassidy <laughs> Haynes has said that he uh, that he added that talks between Cody and WWE have fizzled. Um, while asking around about the fa- the purchase of Ring of Honor, sources have also confirmed to him that. Um, Reports of Brandy and Cody Rhodes leaving AEW was very much real life and was not a work. Additionally, I was told discussions had been ongoing between Cody and WWE, but I was told those conversations have since fizzled out. One source indicated there is hope that Cody can be brought back into the AEW fold. Um, and an idea was floated around uh, that there might be a possibility again with a new role involving the Ring of Honor acquisition. Yeah. I mean, Cody's a former ROH champion. Um, yeah, makes sense. There's something there. Very good Ring of Honor world champion as well. Yeah, um, and doing heel work, which I think it's what everybody wants to see from Cody. Mm, definitely. Like he doesn't have to be fucking Homelander. <laughs> just, just, just let him fucking let him be a prick. He's good at it. Where do you want to see him? All right, okay, where, right, okay. Two, two questions. Where do you personally? want to see him and where do you think he should get like what would be the best fit I'd be so intrigued to see what happens if he goes to the WWE right I would be very very intrigued because Vince is a vindictive old bastard <laughs> and he doesn't doesn't like it when people leave and then come back and they're a bigger star than before they left mm. Um, it, it's interesting because, I, as I say, Aaron made a really good point where Cody's the first mate would be the first major like defection from AEW to WWE. Yeah, we've had it, obviously plenty go the other way. Mm-hmm. Not really had anyone go from AEW to WWE, the, the exception being Blair Davenport. But that's not really a high profile one. No. Um, this is like one of the EVPs, the, one of the founders of the company. Yeah. Which is why it's such a big deal. Uh, now, WWE's treatment of Cody would basically impact how anybody else from AEW would kind of want to approach whether yeah. they'd want to stick around or go to WWE. That that would be the benchmark, wouldn't it? Yeah. They, they could bring Cody in, give him the fucking world title, Give him a monster push, which is what he wants. Make him one of the most like highest paid guys in the company, which is what he wants. And 
have the fucking Cody verse in WWE. <laughs> or, which is probably what would be more likely, they'll bring him in, give him a little push for a bit, and then he'll be back being fucking Stardust in a few months. Come or on. he'll have fucking polka dots because he's the son of a pl- he's the grandson of a plumber. Yeah, but you can't use his name, remember? Won't allow him that. Well, he's got the right. to get it. He has now, but it took he's him got the rights now, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, That's what I was talking to Tom about this the other day on, on his main event podcast. That's the one thing it's just like when you go back to why would you why would you go back to a company where like it was pretty evident that they had nothing for you, like you'd hit that ceiling. They wouldn't even let you use the name. That that, that was not letting them use the name was because he he wanted to do it on his own terms. That was Mm. Again, it was Vince being petty. Yeah. Vince um, petty. I know, right? It's shocking. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um I I, I don't know where like where I'd want to see him. I think WWE would be the fucking strangest for sure. And it'd probably be the most intriguing. Mm. Ring of Honor would be a good one. I wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't hate seeing him in Ring of Honor. I, I mean, in AW, I didn't hate Cody. He he can put on a fucking great match when he wants. He's mm. a really good storyteller. He's got the whole old school thing. The thing I didn't like about Cody was it was very kind of... It, it was very... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Very, like, self-brandurizing, so to speak. Right. It was all it was all about making Cody feel like this fucking megastar. And mm. like Cody and Brandy were like this power couple and it was literally like almost almost hypocritical because he was like very critical of like Triple H and Stephanie when he left. Yeah. Um as far as like the way they were portrayed and then goes and does exactly the same thing. Cody and Brandy were portrayed very, very similar at times to Triple mm. H and Stephanie where um and then obviously he had like the whole fucking promo where he was acting like he sold racism and all that bollocks and it was just like <laughs> mate, wind your fucking necking. You you're a rep, <laughs> you know, a politician. <laughs> well, he's a politician backstage, but you know. Don't worry um, about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. But and yeah, like obviously like the law Cody wins. So it and like him all the all the other stuff so even stuff like the Eddie Kingston like poked fun at on Rampage this week where yeah. he's like yeah he like poked fun at uh, guys like Cody and Jericho using like insider terms okay as like like oh you're gonna cut a promo on me are you oh uh, I see there's Eddie Kingston being an absolute gobshite in the best way because he's Eddie Kingston we love him um, but yeah like Cody doing a lot of like kind of the sort of like wrestling lingo, like works, works and shoots and all that bullshit. And it's like, right, right. I get it. You, you're trying to cater to your audience and you, you want to kind of go, oh yeah, we know you're smart fans. Well, mm. sometimes it can be a bit cringy. Yeah. Take it out of it. That's it. Um, yeah. Going back quickly. Where, where would you want to see Corey? Oh, um, because I know you're you're a huge Cody Rhodes fan. What 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 listeners can't see right now is Troy's literally just got a neck tattoo <laughs> of like the Cody neck tattoo because he loves. <laughs> I don't know. I 
I'd rather see him just go back to AEW. Yeah. I don't think he would get the treatment that maybe some people believe he deserves if he went back to AEW. Yeah, he'd be very much like kind of coming back. Sorry, back to back to WWE if he went back there rather. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um Ring of yeah. Honor though, like I mean, yes, whilst they're under the AEW umbrella, I think there's a chance there to do something a bit different. And yeah. as you say, he was a really good Ring of Honor champion. So yeah, Ring of Honor. It'd be pretty cool. Yeah. It it, it is intriguing. I mean, like love more Hazen. He wants to be kind of like spoke about as like this big fucking focal point in the industry and everyone's like, where's Cody going to go? Yeah, exactly. Like, he's got his wish. <laughs> yeah, he, he knows how to market it, doesn't he? Let's be honest. That's it. Uh, I just mentioned Ring of Honor uh, and we've spoken about it at length uh, at the top of the show. And just going back to that, uh, Ring of Honor have announced that Swerve the Realist, Shane Strickland, will face Alex Zane on Supercard of Honor, which takes place on April 1st. Jonathan Gresham oh, versus Bandito. Fucking yeah. slap. It will. Woo. Jonathan Gresham versus Bandido in a Ring of Honor title unification match had been previously announced. Joe Hendry versus Ninja Mac has also been announced for the show, as has... That's not a match. That's just those two have been announced. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, as has Denise Salcedo as the special guest host. And also, uh, which I forgot to add to that little note as well... Um, the Briscoes have gone open challenge for the Ring of Honor tag team titles. That's FTR definitely showing up this time, isn't it? Hundred percent going to be FTR. Hundred percent FTR. And it's as it should be. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and as I say, I was, I was, I was intrigued by Supercard of Honor. Obviously, Ring of Honor like shut the doors for four months, and they were like, "We're going to come back a different company." Fuck me, they they're coming back a different <laughs> company. Um, but I'm very, very excited to see what what this holds, and I, yeah, I'll probably be all when I'll when I'll get around to fucking watching it. I don't know because it's it's on the same time as all the collective stuff, right? But um, yeah. what a weekend for wrestling! Yeah, like I got, I've got um, I got I've got a supercard of honor on my fight that I've still not finished watching because it was on the same time as NXT. I think it was Takeover New Orleans. Okay. The oh, one, the one with, yeah, like the really fucking good one. Yeah, yeah, New Orleans is banging. I was on with Gargano Chamber, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. And like they, to be fair, the cards of that was amazing. Like Kenny versus Cody on it. Yeah, like the culmination of that feud. I think, if I remember rightly, it also had the Bucks versus the Hardys. Damn. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. Oh, okay. Um, it, it did have the best. It had a very good card. I think Tanahashi and Akada were on it as well. Um, go Ace. Go Ace. Um, which, because like Supercard of Honor is usually like cross-branded with New Japan, so that's the other exciting thing. Like they've not announced any New Japan guys yet. Ooh. Jay White's scuttling around in the shadows, isn't he? <laughs> Scuttling around. <laughs> Gobshite. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, moving on anyway. Should we, uh, we're going to, if, of, well, this is this is more for like the Jacks listeners because uh, we're going to be me and Big Tasty are at some point going to be doing a more in depth review of the show. Uh, but I should we probably talk- join you for that as well now that I've watched it. Ooh. Ooh. Should we talk about Revolution because it was 
I thought it was one of the best pay-per-views Ring, uh, Ring of Honor AEW have put out. Yeah, and that says something because they haven't done a bad pay-per-view, in my opinion. No, they they haven't, absolutely. Um, yeah, so uh, let's run down the card. Um, on the pre-show as well, like, or the buy-in as they call it. Like, you can't kind of overlook how stacked that was. That was literally like That's a fucking episode of Rampage. Loaded, yeah. So we had... Uh, Layla Hirsch defeating Chris Statlander in what I thought was the best women's match of the night. Yeah. Uh, it was really good. Yeah. Uh, those two have really good chemistry. Layla Hirsch is really coming into her own as a heel. Mm. Giving me big Shayna Baszler vibes. Yeah, big fan. Big fan. She won by hitting Chris Statlander in the face with a turnbuckle while the ref wasn't watching. Um, we then had Hook doing an actual murder on QT Marshall. <laughs> you love and, to see it. Oh, that the finish was brilliant. Where uh, QT like went for the diamond cutter and Hook just like caught him in the fucking red room. <laughs> um, yeah, Hook Hook's Hook's gonna be a fucking star, isn't he? He's so he good. Yeah, ridiculous. Like oh, that that was his first live match as well. And all, he's been on Dynamite, hasn't he? No, no, he's been on Rampage, but all his matches on Rampage have been pre-records. Oh yeah, because Rampage is pre-record, isn't it? Or mostly, most it wasn't this them, past week, yeah. but most are, yeah. Yeah, they usually have like one live, one a month. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, that was that was a Hook's first ever like live televised match. Good lad. And he smashed it. And then a match that could have been on the main show. I'm surprised it wasn't. Uh, they, they had it very late because Phoenix was obviously replaced <laughs> very late. Um, yeah. The House of Black defeating... Um, Eric Redbeard and Death Triangle, Pack and Penta, Scuro. Um, Alex Abrahantes came out looking like Darth Maul. Um, love that, <laughs> he's so great. <laughs> I love how I love how into it he's getting. Bless him. <laughs> um, did you see that meme where it was like a picture of him? Um, when he used to work for TNA as a backstage interviewer, and then it was like. It was that, and then it was like said, goes to one ghost concert, and then the other <laughs> one was like, Alex, like in his fucking cool outfit. Amazing. Um, yeah, uh, House of Black won by basically throwing the kitchen sink at um, Redbeard. And also, one thing, like I will say, Eric was so fucking over. Yeah, man. And and I don't remember him being that good in WWE. No, I don't. I remember shackles, I, shackles are off, aren't they? Yeah, well, it's like the fucking Keith Lee thing, isn't it? Where they're mm-hmm. like just being a big man, mm-hmm. and like the not like a lot of people on Twitter were saying how like much credit should go to Eric because he's he's in there with five like really hardcore like work great guys. Yeah, and he didn't own, a place. Didn't at all. Yeah, it, it was that that was such a fun match as well. Really mm-hmm. enjoyed that. Um. Next on the main card, we had the AEW Tag Team Championships, uh, Jurassic Express retaining over the Young Bucks and Red Dragon after a little bit of a um, malfunction at the junction, so to speak. Yeah. Um, Good match. They, really enjoyed that. Yeah, really fun match. Uh, mm. This this is leading to uh, Young Bucks versus Red Dragon, isn't it? Absolutely. Give me that. Surely. Um, we then had the Face of the Revolution ladder match, which... What a match this! They, they, one of my favorite matches on the card for sure. Yeah. Um, 
Keith Lee, Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, and Orange Cassidy and Christian Cage. Um, this reminded me of like an old school Money in the Bank match, like one of the mm. early ones. But Fucking it was right, just hey, because it had the three horses in there though. It was just chaos because like you'd have like this sort of smaller guys doing like some fun stuff, and then all of a sudden like Hobbs getting like mad the people or Wardlow getting mad the people. No nonsense hoss stuff. Yeah, there was that. There was a bit where uh, Keith Lee and Hobbs were like fighting by the announce table, and Wardo pounced them both off yeah. the stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's then... some really cool spots in that. I think it was was it Wardlow and Keith Lee, or was it Keith Lee and Hobbs? And they had the ladder. And they lifted it up. Cassidy was on it, and they lifted himself up onto it in I, the air oh, to grab the, the ring onto the ladder. Yeah, yeah, man. that was amazing. Um, so good. There was the bit where Wardlow and uh, Hobbs as well went to the top of the ramp. And like pulled the ladder apart, just yanked it in half, <laughs> and yeah. And then Hobbs just like smacked Wardlow with it. Um, one thing I did get from that was I would love to see Hobbs and Wardlow as a tag team, Fucking yeah, man, just murdering people. Um, yeah, Wardlow won, yeah, grabbed the dynamite brass ring, um, by ending Ricky Starks' life with a powerbomb. <laughs> oh, um, that ladder was vicious, yeah, especially when he's got a dodgy neck. Um, <laughs> He also Ricky Starks got cursed by Danhausen, which you know, who thought who'd have thought Danhausen a turn heel? Like <laughs> bold move by AW. Um <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it really good match. Like of all the matches, as I say, one of my favorites on the show. Not that there was anything bad on the show. Nah. Uh, Jade Cargill versus Ty Conti, Jade retained, Jade's entrance was phenomenal. Mm. Go with the guitar man playing it in. Yes. Yeah. Um she dressed as Jade from Mortal Kombat as well. Good shit. Love that. K- kiss tie on the mouth. Start the match. Yeah. Internet, lots of shit Don't, over internet, that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Jade, Jade's so good. She's, she's getting better every week. It's mm. ridiculous. Um, what else we have here? We had uh, Britt Baker retain against Thunder Rosa, which was the that shock. That was a shock. That was a big taste. He's been such a smug piece of shit over that. Did he choose... Did he choose... He, uh, him and Faye were the only two people who chose Brit and Big Taste. He was like, look, I've got a galaxy brain thing. He was like, fuck up. And then it <laughs> happened. Um, and yeah. yeah, that was a shock. For me, that was the biggest shock. But the, Apart from the, gonna... the actual shock surprises, like turn-ups, in terms of results. Yeah. yeah, we did get Swerve finally debuting and signing his contract. Yay! Um, um, CM Punk versus MJF and a Dog collar match, which oh, oh my, is, this was a good match. Yeah. Violent but good. Um, yeah. Punk came out in his Ring of Honor gear to his Ring of Honor entrance music after AFI. MJ. Yeah, uh, Miseria Cantor by yeah. AFI. Um, after MJF like faked out the crowd by having called a personality play and then cut it off and come out. Shit um, bag. I was losing my fucking mind when that happened. That was like my favorite part of the night. Um, Punk, Punk's entrance it was just fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, especially because like it was, it was one of those things where if you knew, it was awesome. But if you didn't know, mm-hmm. like and I was speaking to you, it, it adds the yeah, intrigue yeah. to then go back and see go why back and have a look exactly why MJF should have been shitting himself to Punk coming out of that. Because it was like punk when he was a fucking bastard in the ring of honor. Um, we had uh, the Tornado Trios match, the Andrade Hardy family office, Matt Hardy, Andrade Elidlo, and Isaiah Cassidy 
uh, losing to Sting, Sammy Guevara, and Darby Allen. In that was absolute fucking chaos. Oh, it was brilliant, wasn't it? It was, it was so, so good. Good. I I wasn't expecting that match. I was literally like talking uh, to everyone, saying, saying like, oh, oh yeah, I'm. I'm gonna be get because I'm because I was in work pretty much straight after the pay view. I was like, I'm, I'm gonna just use that to get ready for work, and then like it was just chaos. I was like, oh fuck, I'm not gonna be able to do that. Um, Sting <laughs> dived off the fucking balcony. I was just about to say, speaking of things that people shouldn't be doing, Sting diving <laughs> off the balcony onto Andrade through like fucking three, four tables. Yeah, good on him. Um, there was a lot of a hell of a lot of Jeff Hardy teasers mm. in this match. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> also Isaiah Cassidy didn't die after taking that Spanish off a fucking table. Fuck me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he looked he looked like that one hurt a lot. <laughs> uh, we then got Brian Danielson losing to John Moxley, um, where they were both bleeding buckets. Yeah. Um, Mox is all over the place of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's been nothing uh, less, though. Like, no, the whole thing was that they want to bleed with each other. Um, yeah. And then after the match, they just carried on brawling until fucking William Regal came out. Oh, oh boy! Headbutted John Moxley, slapped the shit out of him, and then did the same to Danielson, and then just got them to shake hands and unite. So um, good. so good. I I want Regal and to just me- like be like Professor X to just like the most violent X Men. <laughs> like Lee Moriarty, Wheeler Utah, Daniel Garcia, get Gresham in there, why not? Just <laughs> they've got Josh Woods knocking about uh, they've got uh Tracy Williams. Just th- there's been talk already that they might get Thatcher in it. Oh just, boy. Just just the most murdery faction you can get. <laughs> That's what I want. That's my dream. William Regal's big house of vicious murder boys. It's, it's going to be so good. There's going to be so many people getting their heads stamped and it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and in the main event, Hangman Page retained against um, Adam Cole, Bay Bay. Did you mention Jericho and Kingston? Shit, no, I didn't. Eddie Come Kingston, on. I've, I'm, literally, it's it's not it's not on the list of uh, matches that I've got oh, in front okay. of me. Um, yeah, in the opening match, uh, Eddie Kingston beat Chris Jericho clean as a fucking whistle by submission. Yeah, man. After dumping him on his head repeatedly. Repeatedly. Back fist to the future in him so hard that fucking Jericho was ne- almost talking about where his wife was on the 6th of January 2021. <laughs> uh, Fuck me. <laughs> hit Jericho so hard at one point, Jericho thought Bryce Remsberg would land Storm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also, oh, the- top shit bag wouldn't shake his hand after the match. Yeah, like he Jericho said he would. Heel. Bastard. Heel, full yeah. heel. Yeah. Um, Eddie Kingston's like quickly becoming AW Stone Cold, isn't he? Yeah. He, if he wasn't the, already. <laughs> yeah, the pop that he got was fucking colossal. There was yeah. not many bigger pops that night. Regal got a big pop. Regal got a yeah, fucking, fucking huge pop. Yeah. Uh, Swerve got a monster pop, yeah. which I was happy for. Um. And Eric Redbeard, fucking everyone loved Eric Redbeard. Yeah, yeah, man. And Adam Cole, Adam Cole had people booing Hangman at one point. Which oh, that's gonna say, man. Whoa. I mean, I you, you come out and you come out in fucking Halo gear. You're gonna. You won the crowd over already. I, I that was <laughs> awesome. I, 
that was awesome. The wrong guy, the one in my mind. Faye's going to fucking kill me, brother. Um, <laughs> but that was yeah, a good match, uh, I really enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, tremendous pay per view uh, from top to bottom. Yeah. Uh, and I, it, it's really, really hard to like kind of like it. If it's mad, sorry, I should say it must be really hard for AEW where they're putting out like dream matches all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. It, they like it. This is this is how good their product is. They can do that and then still put on a pay per view card like that. And it's like this feels fucking bigger than anything they've ever done in months. Yeah. yeah. When they're just dropping like random fucking Phoenix Kenny Omega matches on on Dynamite just for the lulls. Mad, isn't it? It's Crazy. So Love AEW. Yeah, the man. best. <laughs> Tony Khan did not buy my contract. Um, <laughs> uh, just, just want to put that out there. Um, anyway, what have we got? Now? Got a few more AEW bits before we move on. Uh, Flip Gordon. Oh, also, was... actually, what was your grade for AEW? Oh, you have to find out and listen to the review that we do. There we go. There we go. Go. Flip Gordon was backstage at AEW last week, but he wasn't all elite. Fightful spoke with several members of the All Elite Wrestling, uh, I don't know, members of staff, locker room, what have you, about Flip Gordon's presence backstage at the recent tapings. Uh, Gordon appeared in an episode of Being the Elite, where he participated in a reoccurring bit with the Young Bucks, Adam Cole, and others. He told numerous people backstage that, uh, as of then, he'd not been signed with AEW. Gordon was a regular on BTE until the end of 2018, when AEW started. He was still contracted to Ring of Honor, then signed a multi-year extension in the spring of 2020. Though many of the Ring of Honor deals expired in January, there are still some that extend through till March, so all of the roster hasn't yet hit free agency status. However, the company has given blessings to pursue outside interest to numerous talent. We haven't heard an update on Flip Gordon on if Flip Gordon will sign, but it was said that he seemed to get along well with everyone backstage. Yeah, he... Um... He, it, it, it was one person that I thought was absolutely going to end up in AEW. Yeah. Because he was like really tight with the books, um, mm. really tight with Cody. Almost uh, like a foregone. Yeah. And like even they did like the big storyline leading into All In where like mm. Cody wasn't going to book Flip and Flip managed to like shit out his way onto the card yeah. by disguising to win the Battle Royal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then proceeded to have an absolute banger with Jay Lethal. Um, mm. But yeah, it's. I mean, with Ring of Honor, the Ring of Honor acquisition flips a Ring of Honor guy. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they just kind of like make him one of the focal points of it. Yeah. And then have Daniel Garcia do a bad mid run. Um, <laughs> just because why not? <laughs> <laughs> Moving along, uh, Darby Allen has been filming content for a potential new show. Um, Fightful's learned from various sources more on uh, what they reported a couple of weeks ago that additional AEW talent have been involved in talks about appearing on Warner Media properties in reality series, obviously like Roads to the Top. Um, and they can confirm that Darby Allen has at least shot content for a show rumored tentatively to be uh, filled, uh, titled Darby's Day Off, which included a death defying stunt. I don't know if that was the whole fucking car thing he did. So on, on the video package to the match, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Sting just rocking up with a flamethrower. Um, 
In addition, uh, they've heard that other AEW talent over the past year have been mentioned as potential reality stars for the network, including at least one that is headed to the company imminently. Swift. Um, yeah, I, I imagine Jade Cargill is absolutely one of those names yeah. as well. She's got like massive crossover appeal. Um, obviously, the fact that she's like a mother doing this as well, like she really like leans in. It's weird because she's a heel, but then she really leans into the whole like being a like inspirational mother for a, for a daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like you you can't you can boo her, but at the same time you you can't boo her. Mm. Like I I I love I love like booing her when she's against people I like, but then at the same time I was like yeah, but I, I fucking love yeah, JG. but fucking love her. She's a good egg. <laughs> yeah. Um. um and you mentioned there at the end like other potential reality stars for the network. When's Danhausen getting his own fucking show? Talking about crossover, talking about crossover stars. When's Danhausen getting something? AW should literally get Danhausen. Good night, Housen with Danhausen. Good like, night, Housen. Like, that that's no, that's literally like his YouTube show where he interviews people. Nice. Good night, Housen with Danhausen, and it's basically just like his own like late night talk show. It's like, it's like his version of like Jay Leno or fucking Conan O'Brien. Conan like, O'Brien. Danhausen like influences. Um, he wants <laughs> he wants to be Conan O'Brien. So yeah. Just give him good night housing with Dan House and give us Ricky Starks and Hobbs having a buddy cop movie. Yes. Um I'm trying to think what else we can have. There's so much on there. Ricky Ricky Starks is another one who's I, I know that um one of the reasons why he was used so much in Road to the Top was because he was obviously looked at like as a crossover star. Mm-hmm. And he does he does have a very uh, he he's got the same sort of like appeal as like The Rock when he when he was like younger. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's what that's the first thing I thought when I saw Ricky Starks was, God, he reminds me of Young the Rock. Rock. Yeah, Young yeah, Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, fucking charisma for days. <laughs> right, that wraps up all of our AEW Ring of Honor news. We'll move on to some WWE NXT news. Kicking off. With dear Uncle Dave at the Wrestling Observer newsletter. Uh, on the latest newsletter, he did confirm that Cody Rhodes was included in WWE's plans. Creative was laid out for Cody to make his return to the company. Now, even those of in WWE, however, don't know exactly what was going on. As far as Cody Rhodes, he says, since we're already brought, we already brought him up earlier, his status has changed in theory. He was on the books in WWE. They had creative laid out for him. They still thought on Friday, at time of recording, so last Friday, uh, that they had creative laid out for him. Uh, And now it's very uncertain. They don't know what's going on with Cody Rhodes. They're not sure. We'll have to wait and see how it plays out. It's up in the air. They don't know. They thought they had him, and now it's uh, it's not like it's dead. It's not like they think they don't have him, but they're just not sure. Everyone in the world thinks that Cody Rhodes Ring of Honor uh, runs Ring of Honor or something, and I suppose there's ways to do that angle and everything else like that. But I guess we're just going to have to wait and see how this all plays out. I mean, that's as vague as it gets, isn't it? That they think um, they've got him. He might be here. He might be there. We're just not sure. We'll see how it plays out. Cool. I could have told you that. I'm glad I didn't need to read the Melter quote when I'm this tired because yeah, that was it, that was a tongue twister. At the best of times, it's like trying to crack the Enigma code. Imagine. <laughs> fucking being sleep deprived and reading that fucking nonsense 
Um, yeah, it's 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 adding intrigue, isn't it? Like there's even even to the point where like wrestling journalists are speculating on it, and others are kind of going, "No, nah, it's not that." Mm-hmm. Like I know uh, Louis Dango from uh, Give Me Sport was saying, I, "What if WWE like have said that?" So when Cody shows up, it's a surprise. Mm-hmm. And Sean Ross after just turned around and that that's not no that it's genuinely like it's no one knows what's going on. Um, this is what he wants in it. He wants everyone talking yeah. about him. Oh, like when he left WWE and he put that list out of all his dream matches that he wants to do and his goals, and then it was it he was really exciting. Yeah, and you what I I I know I was like, where the fuck's Cody going to show? Mm. I remember him coming to um, Liverpool and working for WCPW. Nice. Um, the day after Wrestle Kingdom, he had like a fucking fifteen-hour flight. Fucking hell! From Japan to England, him and him and Zack Saber Junior tore the fucking house down. No way! And I was like, "Yeah, fair play." <laughs> awesome like, guy can go. He's just an insufferable asshole sometimes. <laughs> um, but it is very intriguing. Um, I tell you, who we, who we might be a. Oh, we 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 stick we stick with some Cody news. To see well, I sort of move it. It made sense. Me story. Yeah, I'd, I'd <laughs> stick in everything there. Um, so yeah, um, ring ringside news and um, Wrestling Observer both kind of come out and said, contrary to the report, talks with the, with the company have fizzled out. Uh, report there's reports that WWE creative is currently working on plans for Cody's return. Um, along the same lines, uh, ringside news also said that. Rhodes is scheduled to be part of WrestleMania. If it's changed, no one has told us yet or corrected the internal documents. Uh, I think they put something out and said, I think it was this morning or yes, or last night, they said where he's actually been removed off that now. Oh, okay. So, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Clearly not wrestling news or dear Uncle Dave. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, ringside news will never fucking clue anyway. Would <laughs> make shit up as, as they go along. <laughs> you could take this next one if you want as well, mate. I, I moved it. About. Oh, because I because I have me seg- me segue. There you go. Go on. Um, so, uh, Vince McMahon was on the Pat McAfee show. Have you have you listened to that yet? I've only watched about the first forty five minutes of it. It was interesting. It was interesting. It was, it was interesting. Like, I, it was weird the way that like. The further into it, Vince got more comfortable. You could tell he was like saying shit that he probably wouldn't have mm. said like earlier on in the interview. Yeah. Um, and when he said that thing about, well, like he didn't outright say it, didn't he? But did he? But he kind of like alluded to the fact that him and Linda are separated, mm. and uh, about um, like fire and Shane as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's like fucking no, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, so, yeah, Vince revealed on the Pat McAfee show that he himself will be inducting The Undertaker into the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, he also said that Pat has a match at WrestleMania. No word on his opponent yet, but it's thought it's thought to be Austin Theory, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. Although Corey Graves has also thrown his name into the hat. Yeah, he called him out on Twitter or something, didn't he? It's like... Yeah. I'd be down with Corey versus Pat. I'd be down with Corey against anyone. I just want to see him wrestle again. I'd, I'd, I'd be more intrigued by Corey versus Pat than I would Pat versus Austin Theory. Corey or Cody? 
Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I I honestly thought Cody would be a fucking logical opponent because mm. that's got a history with Adam Cole and so is Cody. Yeah. Yeah, that makes the most sense. Um, yeah. I'd... Except for the fact that WWE don't like alluding to anything. Nope. It doesn't happen in WWE. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, the Pat McAfee show uh, with Vince was was an interesting listen. As I say, I'm only sort of halfway through it. But uh, yeah, there were some interesting takeaways from that. Um, obviously, the biggest being him inducting Taker into the Hall of Fame, which yeah. is pretty cool. Um, and Pat getting the match at Mania, which is good. Mm-hmm. Like everyone remembers his match at TakeOver against Adam Cole. Really, really impressive. I think that'd be pretty fun. So um yeah, we'll probably discuss yeah. that a little bit more once maybe we've both watched it. We could dive into a few of those talking points maybe on next uh, week's there news. was There was some pretty damning comments Vince made like where I was like, what? Damn it, Vince. I, uh, no, damning. Not damn no. it, Vince. Oh, well, you know. God, damn it, Vince. Um, <laughs> no, Vince um, referred to everybody that got released in the last two years as dead weight, which was a bit... Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And then... Um, Pat brought up um, Malachi Black. Okay. Well, he, he brought up AEW and Vince was just like, rrr, rrr, like trying to nah, get away from right, it. Right, right. Basically made it sound like he wants to fight Tony Khan, which I can see. <laughs> Vince would be like fucking Kingpin from Daredevil, wouldn't he? Just like, <laughs> say, Vanessa! We're wailing on Tony. <laughs> Tony would just be like that fly that you swat and keeps getting back up because he's absolutely fueled on coke. Yeah. Tony Tony just, well, I reckon Tony just walked past Matt Lee. Matt Lee, like, sneezed. <laughs> Ended up, like, inhaling some of Matt, Matt Lee's essence. Christ. <laughs> uh, speaking of people that were released from WWE, um, Samoa Joe has revealed on Busted Open Radio that he relinquished the NXT Championship due to testing positive for COVID-19. Quote, he said, I popped for COVID. It was the weekend. My wife was making stew and I couldn't smell it. She said, wow, doesn't this smell great? I said, nope. I tested positive on Saturday. By then, Vince wanted... <laughs> what? Doesn't that smell good? No. Like, oh, doesn't, it, doesn't my stew smell great? He's like, no. Nope. <laughs> Fucking hell, you want to talk about callous? <laughs> he said by then Vince had wanted to go in a different direction with NXT and he wanted to have the new opening of NXT 2.0 with a bang and I agreed with him. I said, if that's the case, this is probably what's best for your vision in this pro- for this product. I went behind the scenes and started working with talent on a one-to-one basis, pulling guys individually in open gyms, um, working with them and focusing on these new tremendous prospects that we brought in and people that were hungry to learn and excited about this newfound opportunity. It was invigorating for me when you're working with younger talent that are hungry and want to succeed on a high level, it amps up your own spirit. I was delving into that heavily, working with Matt Bloom on revising things, training techniques and evaluating what we were doing already and seeing if we could do it better. That was really the end of my tenure at WWE. So he didn't relinquish it through injury. Which no, was how they sold it. Well, I mean, I suppose it, it makes sense if he's tested positive for COVID and the timing wise. I mean, it's it still it still felt a bit shitty, didn't it? Yeah, just cut it. Yeah, um, especially as soon as they released them now. Mm. Um, 
However, he, he has been announced. If now, if Melts is to be believed within the timeline of um of AW buying Ring of Honor, Joe got announced for the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. He has, yeah. Now there was a, Punk was wearing the same gear that he wore when he wrestled Joe in his famous hour-long draw with Joe. Right. I wonder if um maybe Joe's gonna be brought in for Ring of Honor. I want Joe to come back in as Regal's enforcer. Murdering <laughs> <laughs> that fucking faction already. Re- 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 Regal's like, this is a bit too much to handle. I need some backup. He just brings in Joe. <laughs> I mean, he's got John Moxley, who's basically just become like the Logan of AEW now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ryan Daniels and the Cyclops. <laughs> and you've got fucking Daniel Garcia. And I mean, Joe could be beast, I suppose, wouldn't he? Yeah, he could. He's a fucking beast. Ah, oh, I love Samoa Joe. I want him back on my screens wrestling. ASAP. I want Joe to just show up and fucking murder the punk with a muscle bust, and then we get punk versus Joe again, because that's what the world needs. Yep. 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 We need one more go around the punk versus Joe. We need the kings of wrestling now. Um, <laughs> like, they need to fucking hurry up. They're both free agents. They're both fucking doing nothing. Get on with it. <laughs> Chris Hero was a, was a fucking agent for Ring of Honor. He's probably... Going to be aged and still the ring of honor. <laughs> just, get, just, get, just one, one more, just one, just one, one more. I'd, I'd, I'd be, I'd be happy with just one more Kings of Wrestling match, but ideally a fucking run. But just, just yeah. one. Just all the Kings of Wrestling all the time. Um, <laughs> speaking of good tag team wrestlers, uh, Bully Ray is set to be the next guest on Stone Cold's Broken Skull Sessions. Uh, no premiere date is announced as of yet. Oh boy, that's that's a spicy guest. There's given, gonna be some fucking heat there, isn't given it? Recent comments on numerous things. I wonder if Austin's gonna ask him about the fucking mox thing. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. And then the the crowd, the GCW chat, and fuck Bully Ray when Mox came out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sticking with some Stone Cold adjacent news. Uh, while WWE wants uh, Stone Cold to work a match with Owens, Kevin Owens, that is, at WrestleMania 38, Dave, mate, Dave Meltzer, fuck me, put your teeth in. Dave Meltzer said on the Wrestling Observer Radio that Austin hasn't agreed to it yet. At this point, it is on the books as a confrontation rather than a mm. match. So, yeah, what, what apparently was a, well, not a dead cert, but everyone was absolutely convinced only two weeks ago that it was definitely going to happen. Doesn't sound like there's much of an agreement that's been come to yet. I mean, there's obviously going to be at least a confrontation. Like Owens won't get the word Texas out of his mouth, will he? So no. something's going to happen. They're going to just have Owens get stunned. I mean, it's just, just fucking, as I say, that's all you need to do, isn't it? Just, just have, but even then get still, Still book Owens in a match, don't hmm. don't have him like just just that be the extent of it and coming out and like shit on Texas and then fucking Cold Steve comes on and gives him a stunner. Cold Steve. Like, you know, do, do something else. Jesus. Yeah. Fucking awesome. You've just, just re-signed him. Give him something meaty to sink his teeth into. <laughs> Other than a stunner. Um speaking of someone else, they should get like Get to see, sink the teeth into. Um, 
or give someone to sink the teeth into rather I should say because she's got ears fixed now uh, Fightful Select gave an update on Asuka in January uh, saying in January we noticed that Asuka's name was brought up as a potential rumble entrance only to be quickly shut down and she wasn't ready for a return PW Insider had noted around that time that internally WWE was hopeful for a February return but the creator had no immediate plans for it however the timetable that we were given um, was different than that as of February, Asuka was still listed on internal WWE inactive lists, while wrestlers like Xavier Woods were removed from it, even though he still hasn't appeared on programming. One WWE source indicated that the optimistic return is around spring for Asuka, and another said she has no create that no creative has been cooked up uh, for her because she's not available as of yet. Top talent in the company tell us they've not heard an update on Asuka in quite a while. Fucking hell. If you haven't got anything for her, just release her. Oh, no. No, but just... I mean, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't they didn't say... have any. They didn't have anything for Keith Lee, did they? And they released him and look at him now. I'm not saying yeah. release him just so AEW can slap her. Sorry, I'm not saying release her just so AEW can slap her up. But just stop hoarding talent if you don't uh, have an idea what to do with it. I'd be excited for Asuka versus Thunder Rosa. Though. That'd be... Yeah, man. That'd be... That'd be a I'd, spicy match. Do you, do you know what I'd be excited for? Just to see Asuka have a match. Yeah. Just to see her on telly doing a wrestle. That would be That's nice. That's also true. We said the other week, Asuka and Shayna Baszler just kicking lumps out of each other for 20 minutes. Just yeah. give me that at WrestleMania. That's fine. Yeah. Everyone's happy with that. That that would, that would be what I'd want. Yeah. For sure. Um, for sure. Yeah. There's a little bit further to that um, from the Observer, and they've chimed in on Asuka and Bailey's statuses. Uh, this week, the newsletter notes that Asuka is cleared after a shoulder injury, while Bailey isn't cleared yet, but should be shortly. The women's, uh, the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royale is returning to this year's card, uh, per the Observer newsletter. However, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale isn't planned for WrestleMania 38. And will instead take place on either the March 28th episode of Raw or the April 1st episode of SmackDown. Fair enough. It's a uh, shame that that doesn't have the same level. Not, not that it ever had loads of prestige, but that was always a cool thing on the pre-show at Mania for me. He that, tried to make a big Royale. deal out of it twice, didn't he? Yeah, I remember Cesaro the won one. it. Yeah, I don't because I was queuing for the toilet. <laughs> I forgot, I yes, you were there for that one. I, I came, I literally came in as like Cesaro was celebrating with the cup. I was like, oh, <laughs> God damn it. Mate, the pop when he got Big Show up and over. And I wasn't heard it. And then the guy next to me who was really, really annoying was like, ah, ah, Cesaro picked up the mixer. Great. Hi, cool. Great. Thanks, pal. Thanks, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then when Corbin won it, they felt like they were trying to make a big deal out of it as well. Mm. But not so much anymore. No. Yeah. I mean, who won it? Who won it last year? It was Jay Uso. Jay, yeah. Main event Jay Uso. On, on SmackDown. On SmackDown. Wasn't even on Mania. No. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Remember when they did the fucking main event of Hell in a Cell on SmackDown instead of Mania? Don't instead of Mania. Instead of Hell in a Cell. Don't worry about it. And it was fucking shite. <laughs> Should have been good, wasn't. Could have, um, should have. Yeah, it was fucking trash. That yeah. really disappointing. I was, I was excited for Roman versus Ray. Um, 
moving on. Um, speaking of someone else who's in creative purgatory right now, Ringside News was told that Elias is there. Um, there are no ideas being pitched for his return to WWE television. Barmy. Right. Okay. Question. What was wrong with his gimmick before? Um, nothing per se. I think it was just more that he kind of... Well, they they wanted to... We, we spoke about this last year, didn't we, where they wanted to kind of position him as like a more like serious, like top guy. Hmm. Um, obviously, two uh, K twenty two. He's got his what would have been his new gear. Yeah. Um, and it, I think it was just more like he wanted to make him feel like less like just a kind of musical character. Troubadour. Yeah. Yeah. The honky tonk man. I didn't so, really have an issue with his his old gimmick. But what what's Barmy? I felt like it. I felt like it kind of served its purpose, though. Like it run its course. Yeah. It was. It was getting to being stale. A little, but I mean, you're always going to pop when he just comes out and shit houses the local town that he's in and sings a song about him. That's always fine with me. That's good. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Um. Yeah. The thing that the thing that made me scratch my head was they shot the whole thing where he was like basically like burying that gimmick didn't mm. they they shot a whole vignette and you're like why shoot that if you've got nothing for him ready and that was yeah. months ago months and months ago that was a year ago no was it a year it was after mania wow and you've yeah. had absolutely no creative plans for the guy in a year if that's the case and yet you clearly had something because you shot him literally burying his previous gimmick like just the mind fucking yep. boggles at these lot. <laughs> um, anyway. Creatively bankrupt. Yeah. Um, speaking of finances and purchases, um, according to PW Insider, WWE was interested in purchasing Ring of Honor when the promotion announced its hiatus late last year. We touched on this uh, briefly earlier when we were talking about uh, AEW's uh, recent purchase of the brand. Uh, the two sides had talks in December, but those talks ended without a deal. Wrestling Observer Radio's Dave Meltzer adds that Triple H tried to convince Vince, yeah, tried to convince Vince McMahon to buy Ring of Honor in early 2018. McMahon ultimately wanted to quote buy somebody bigger. WWE tried to buy New Japan, Stardom, Noah, and Triple A, but they fucking, weren't willing to pay the price to make it happen. The fucking audacity. <laughs> I don't want Ring of Honor. I want someone bigger. Oh, no, it's a cool. I'll have no going, We want to buy you and turn you into NXT Japan. Jesus Christ. That's what they tried to do with Noah. That was, yeah, well, they, they initially had it set up as another territory thing, didn't they? Because they wanted to do, was they it wanted... Mexico, Japan, one yeah, in Europe lo- as well? Global localization as Triple H took. Global um, localization. Which doesn't really make sense, but okay. Um, <laughs> Oh, yikes. Um, I, I mean, I'm glad that I'm glad they didn't because the idea would have been to literally just dissolve basically what they ended up doing with Evolve, which would they've got the tape library that's all they're asked about, and then just dissolve, yeah, them. yeah, dissolve the company, keep whatever talent they want, and release them six months later. I mean, um, I, I could 
didn't see him doing that with someone like New Japan. You just dissolve New Japan. There's too much history there, isn't there? I'm surprised he didn't do it with progress when they when they were like having that working relationship. Mm. I'm glad they haven't now, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very exciting for us. Um mm. but yeah, it's it's certainly um certainly interesting. Imagine that having the fucking onions to go ring of honor ain't big enough. I'm gonna go over and slap a dick on the table and try and buy New Japan stardom and triple A. At the time as well, Ring of Honor were the second biggest company in... This was before US. AEW. This is before pretty, New Japan Strong. That was why... Uh, that was while um, Cody Hangman and the Bucks were there. Yeah. This is... Like, impacts weren't at the kind of... Well, I say at the peak that they are now. I mean, there was only eyes on impacts because of the working relationship of AEW, but Ring of Honor at this time certainly were bigger than impact in yeah. my opinion yeah yeah no hundred percent uh ring of honor when they had like the young bucks and um well the elite basically they were they were huge um and they, they felt like they were gonna go on to bigger things mm. and it's a sh- it although while it's, it's a shame that they didn't obviously now it's an exciting time to be a ring of honor fan for sure yeah um but uh, what a waste it would have been if they had to just bought it and gone, right, we don't want this. We don't, we oh, don't run it. We don't run this as a promotion. We've got NXT. <laughs> poor, poor, yeah. Anyway, um, <clears throat> for however long it lasts, Wrestling Observer Newsletter says WWE will refer to the winner of Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns as the unified WWE champion. Um the other thing that did come out about this as well uh, was that was that they were gonna basically like when Becky when Becky Lynch won both belts, mm. she had to defend them separately. We're gonna have the winner do that. Oh, okay. So he's gonna lose one of them later down the line. Yeah, or just Corey. really. Oh, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'll just give it to fucking James. So. <laughs> Have this on board of it. <laughs> yeah, this is for you. Uh, but yeah, just again, I've said this time and time again, it just feels so fucking lazy. Mm. It yeah. really, really feels lazy. And mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, more to say. well, we'll move on from that to the last bit of WWE news and to some really good news. The, the penultimate bit of WWE news actually. Is there? Is there? I've got I've got, I've got just got some breaking news there, Pablo. All, right. <laughs> All right, darling. Fair enough. Um, and it's very intriguing. Okay. Uh it, this came out maybe an hour or two just before we started recording this. Uh Vader will be post uh, posthumously. I can never pronounce that. Posthumously? Is that the word? Post let's say yeah. Post, post, posthumously. Anyway, Vader is going into the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2022. This was first reported by the Bleacher Report. Vader's induction will take place during the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony on Friday, April 1st at the American Airlines Center as part of WrestleMania week. The Hall of Fame is taking place on the same night as SmackDown, isn't it? So that's what they're doing, a two-for-one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
this is awesome and this is long long overdue and really probably it, should have happened while he was still alive yeah it's a shame that when he like kind of said i've been told about a year to live he didn't just go we'll put you All in right, now let's put you in yeah um well, at least we got him like where he basically had this Hall of Fame speech when he in- inducted Stan Hansen. He got to like do like yeah. a, have like a laugh with that. Yeah. Um, very, very well deserved though. He was one of the few that left that I was like, why the fuck haven't you inducted him yet? Mm. Um, I'm trying to think who else there is. Because we, we were trying to figure out when who else they might who else they could put in. Um, Steiner should be going in. Oh, the Stein is going and imagine, imagine Scott's fucking acceptance. <laughs> He'd do a bit of Stein of math and Vince would be confused. Like, why, why is Scott doing maths? <laughs> be like when Sting rolls up Joker Sting and fucking is <laughs> on his thing. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, there's people who obviously have done stuff that would warrant them being in it like one that comes to mind is CM Punk yeah he's had a he had a Hall of Fame worthy career in WWE but mm-hmm. they're never gonna fucking do that nope <laughs> um yeah it's, it's it's I don't know it's it's really hard to, to, they usually just kind of like end up people you like left scratching out like what the fuck you end up in them yeah yeah like the Bella Twins Cool. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> What's this bit of breaking penultimate news? Well, final news you've so, got. Then? What's coming out this week? Batman? WWE 2K22. Oh, okay. It's, comes out tomorrow, tomorrow if you pre ordered it. Which I have. Yeah, someone's got to you, mate. Um, Shut your mouth. <laughs> 2K <laughs> Troy over there. Uh, well, <laughs> Might not be with 2K for very long because WWE have held preliminary discussions with Electronic Arts to bring the WWE Games series over to them. No way. WWE 2K22 is viewed as a make-or-break release. Fucking Um, hell. There is a lot riding on it. They had a six-year deal now that started in 2013. Right. Um, and it's basically after six deal after six six games, which two K twenty two is the sixth, I believe. Right, right. Um, they would have the option to extend it. Um, I mean, if it uses the same engine as like the, the UFC games, whoo, yeah, the fight it, night engine. It, if they give it fucking time, and but then EA, it's. <sighs> Microtransactions galore. Yeah. You're going to get a fucking, you'll have like create a roster or GM mode, but it'll all be like FIFA Ultimate. You've got to buy packs. Well, if they've got that with them, um, they've, they've got that with, uh, oh, what was it? The My Faction thing on 2K22. Okay. That's meant to be similar to like Ultimate Team. Right. Um, also, it's said that while talks between WWE and EA have been on and off for years, including prior to the 2016 extension between WWE and 2K. The two recently began talking about an agreement as far back as early 2021. Sources say that talks began after the disappointment that was 2K20 and a lackluster reception to Battlegrounds. Um, 
And uh, uh, one source said WWE has shown a lot of frustration with the reception and lack of success of recent games. The gaming market is a major selling point for them, and they believe they've fallen behind the competition. Um, mm. I mean, no lies detected. Uh, <laughs> th- this is this is the first time I've not pre-ordered a WWE game since. Oh Jesus! Probably since uh, like 2006, 2000. Really? No, 2009. Damn. I've one never I- pre-ordered one. I've like I've I used to, I used to work fairly in game. well. Yeah, so I used to work in game. I'd just yeah. pre-order them, so I just knew I had it. Fair. And also, I'd get like, I'd get like fucking praise and bonuses and shit if I got pre-orders so I just put the pre-orders through for myself Fair. System. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah um, that's huge if that happens there's um, and there's a lot of a lot of stuff uh, so th- this is a this is a massive article Fightful's put up um, oh with you saying about the UFC thing uh, should a move to EA happen uh, for the WWE series there were a few who suggested that the game would be developed by EA Vancouver, the same studio in charge of the EA Sport UFC series. Yeah. Uh, it was said that it would be another multi-year wait for the first game to come out. That and, means um, loads of DLC for 2K22 to tide people over until that, maybe. One of the biggest questions among many is um, whether WWE wants to wait years for a new game to be developed or stick with what's already been being being built mm-hmm. um there's a lot of kind of uh obviously weird things going on with 2k22 to say the least um mm-hmm. as far as them like literally copyright claiming people who are in the game like the yeah. coach the cat put like a picture of pictures of a character up and they like claimed it so she couldn't put it yeah i um, noticed that I, and this is before I, I saw that little article you put in the discord but I hadn't seen that. I went on, I think I was on Twitter or something this morning or maybe last night and was like, where are all the pictures gone of it? But I didn't realise that was the reason why. I Yeah, uh, they did it to a lot of people um, who were in the game who shared mm-hmm. the footage, basically. Uh, I am very, very, like, concerned. I know I've, I've said a lot on Discord about this. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, it's the, as I say, it's the first time I've not pre-ordered the WWE game in a long last time. Um. And I, I, stuff like that, and obviously there was like conflicting reports of certain like things not being on certain systems and stuff like that. Right. I, it's a lot of red flags. A lot of red flags. I. It, it's almost as if maybe WWE should have just let them fucking like give them time to develop the game. Yeah, but they couldn't if they signed a six-year deal because would that not have expired then this year well no it was six releases oh okay sorry i thought it was six years i think it was it was it was six year because it was obviously an annual release but yeah 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 it's either way that con- contractually obliged to do six releases i see i see um yeah i, I uh i don't know i think it's just one of those things maybe just maybe just let, let them fuck. Like, the worst thing that can happen for WWE if they, if they have, like, a multi-year wait for the game to come out for EA, it, it, it's good. 
Or yeah. if it's not, it's an EA game and it's got all fucking predatory um, microtransactions and shit like that on it. And it's like, oh, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, best case scenario, it's, it's brilliant. And it's the game the fans won. So, yeah. And I mean, look, look at look at the um, the AEW game where they're kind of drip free feeding mm-hmm. information and other games like the Wrestling Code, Retro Mania, yeah, yeah, uh, the two Deathmatch ones that are coming out as well, um, and there's some other stuff because of the way they're kind of presenting it. It's all people are like eager to see it, yeah. Whereas this, it's like, oh yeah, look, we we brought up this game, and oh, half the wrestlers don't actually wear here anymore. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a bit that, awkward. <laughs> it's interesting that they've took out like the likes of Adam Cole, uh, the Fiend, and uh, Daniel Bryan, but then like Keith Lee and Swerve, who are also still in there. Although, still in there, yeah. Yeah, that's really odd. Really, and they, really odd. Me and they've again. got like all of Retribution. Mm. But also Mia Yim is just Mia Yim. Um, yeah, it's it's strange, very strange. Yeah. So finally, the rest of the world. We've got just a few pieces to brush through before we finish. Uh, we'll get to some GCW news first, and they've announced that Chris Dickinson, the Dirty Daddy, will be facing Matt Cardona and Minoru Suzuki and Effie. No, no. At- that- Oh, okay, because there's no comment. Oh, I see. Right. I thought that was some mental four-way. I mean, I'd take Dickinson, Cardona, Suzuki, and Effie in a four-way, but... Ryan was threatening to boycott GCW because Suzuki's going to actually murder Effie. (laughs) So the matches that have been announced are Chris Dickinson versus Matt Cardona and... Monoro Suzuki versus Effie. And that's at uh, Joey Janela's Spring Break 6 on night two. Uh, John Moxley versus Biff Busick has also been announced for Bloodsport 8. Super violent. Can't wait. I'm looking forward to all of that. Yeah, Bloodsport's looking really good. They, they have announced a few other things as well um, that Aaron put in Discord before. Oh, he uh, did. Yeah, I thought it was. I haven't got around to looking at them a properly. I just got you. Fair amount of stuff. Uh, I can get There's a lot of stuff out. announced for Effie's uh, big gay brunch, you know that much. Uh, we've also got John Hennigan against Simon Gotch at Bloodsport. Uh, Planet Death is Sadiq versus Jimmy Lloyd. Effie's big gay brunch, uh, Maxi Impaler against Edith Surreal. That'd be awesome. Also at Effie's big gay brunch, uh, Jay Vidal against Carlos Romo. Uh, and then there's a four-way tag team match. I can't quite read it because the resolution's really bad on it. And then an LA Fights yeah. versus JCW B-Boy against um, Grim, Reefer. Grim Reefer. And also Dark Sheik versus Charles Mason. That'll be fun. I like Dark Sheik. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also got Juicy for now versus Big Vin in a host fight. Um, yes, Juicy for now. AJ Gray versus Darius Lockhart. Um, at for the culture, uh, the hitmakers formerly Hit Row versus Shane Taylor Promotions, yep. who I believe uh still the uh, six man uh, Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Ooh. Um, Tony Deppen versus Biff Busick has been announced for Spring Break. Um, yeah. as well as uh, 
Paro vs Dark Sheik, Effie's Big Great Gay Brunch. Fuck me, that's going to be good. There's so um, much in there. There's so, so much um, going on. Like, the collective's going to be brilliant. I'm so excited for it. Mm. Um, more so than I am WrestleMania at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm. I'm very. What What are you most excited for from the from what we've announced there? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's just, there's just so much. It's fucking ridiculous. It's a good variety show as well. Like yeah. obviously, like big gay brunches designed to kind of highlight like LGBTQ plus mm. uh, talent um, for the culture. Um, Highlights obviously like African American and um, other like, like Hispanic and yeah, yeah. Um, there's the world on Lucha, American. which is going to be just um, focused on like Lucha Libre stuff. Yeah, um, Planet Death, Planet Death's just death match, crazy madness. Oh God, uh, what else? LA fights, blood sport. Blood sport's my favorite because it's basically just MMA meets like wrestling. Shoot fight, shoot wrestling. Like, yeah, like the ring's yeah. got no ropes. Um, yeah. It's just a brawl. Mox got beaten to a bloody pulp by Josh Barnett last time. Nice. It's always good. Also, um, friend of the pod- Jack- podcast, Cal Jack, threw a, threw a man at a wall. <laughs> that was fun. I think it was Nick actually. Wayne, actually. <laughs> I, he, it was someone who was like, oh, no, no, no. Either way, he did a bad murder. It was fun. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it, it should be good. Yeah, um, moving on, we spoke about Biff Busick there. He was unfortunately pulled from the WXW 16 karat gold tournament due to testing positive for COVID 19. Gutted. Yeah, the tournament was won by friend of the podcast, Jonathan Gresham. Top, top lad. Well yeah. deserved. Well what a deserved. guy. Yeah, he's, he's fucking killing it at the moment. He is. He is. Uh, that. WXW um, 16 karat gold tournament I think had a match for their title as well which I'm fairly sure there's a new champion so it was uh, it was Axel Tisha wasn't it it was Axel Tisha and I'm fairly you certain his entrance that was going around on Twitter but he got played out by a metal band that looked fucking awesome yeah man um, I can't remember who he was against I'll come back to it if you want to move on to the next bit yeah um so we also had Impact Wrestling Sacrifice. Um, and on that show, uh, Jake Jake something wrestled Trey Miguel in a losing effort, um, the X Division title. Uh, he is now a free agent after that show. Uh, Fightful have reported that Jake's deal was up at the end of February, which is true. Uh, there was one outstanding date remaining on the contract, which was Sacrifice. Despite being set, uh, the deal being set to expire, Impact put him in a top spot in the X Division title match for Sacrifice which was slated to be his last day with the company as of now. Uh, the told that at this moment, no deal has been reached. He isn't scheduled to be at the Sunday television tapings after wrestling Saturday night. And um, they were told uh, that things ended between the two sides on good terms. Jake would likely be welcomed back. It was reiterated to Fightful that this doesn't necessarily spell the end of the two working together if they can really reach an agreement in the future. Um, obviously, a sacrifice as well, uh, Josh Alexander, it was announced that he's signed a new year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a shame. One of the North and AEW. <laughs> um, just going back to sixteen karat gold WXW. Um, mm-hmm. Tristan Archer is now the new oh. WXW champion. Yeah, 
from NXT so, so, UK. That's it. The guy with all the tattoos. Him? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. Man. Yeah. Um, yes, Jake something. I'm not too familiar with him. He's really good. He's a yeah. Ruby Riot's partner. Oh, okay. Or Ruby Soho's partner, I should say. Yeah. yeah he's, he's also very good friends with Dan Housen and all he got Ethan Page. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, he's, he's very good. He's he's a big guy, but he's like deceptively quick. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I again, he's someone I wouldn't be surprised showing up in AW or Ring of Honor. Yeah. Because he's friends with a lot of people there, and that generally seems to be the way a yeah, lot of people yeah, yeah. get like hired these days by AW is that people like kind of like go to bat for them, mm-hmm. like 2.0, for example. Yeah, uh, everyone's like, these guys are great, and now look at them, they're fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Big magic, fucking doing fucking marching powder all, all day. <laughs> you love to see it. Yeah. Speaking of people um, that we've seen in AEW from other promotions recently, Jay White is set to take on Speedball Mike Bailey at New Japan Lone Star Shootout on April 1st. That should be fun. Yeah, Mike Bailey um, is someone who... Uh, I am quite surprised to be seeing Jay what like wrestle Jay White. Not because it's Mike Bailey, just because their styles are so different. Hmm. I think it'll be a really fun match. Um, yeah. Mike Bailey's awesome. If anyone hasn't seen Mike Bailey, just go watch some Mike Bailey. He's fucking great. He's <laughs> he's unreal. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world, in my opinion. He's so fucking good. Um, and that will that will be very very exciting. That's it. Um, yeah. Ooh, more oh, more that. AW Ring of Honor stuff's popping out. Let's let's leave that for next week. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, that wraps up this week's wrestling news roundup. Thank you for joining us as always. We do appreciate your time and your support. If you don't already, please do drop us a follow on all of our social media outlets: Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, and Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. My name has been Troy, and that's been Jay. We have been the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, and we will catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Hello, yes, Dan Housen here. Dan Housen has been summoned. You must love this podcast, Housen, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Housen. (laughs) 